Good morning, everyone. We are live for the Wednesday wake up with the Teach Better team. It is Wednesday morning. It is mid to late September. I don't know. Is the 21st like mid September? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Katie Miglin's here. So we'll debate that here in just a second. Uh, we are currently streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And we love being able to join kind of our community bright and early Wednesday morning to help you persevere through the week. We have some fun strategies that we'll be able to share. We have a new course we are highlighting. And of course, we're going to talk about the fact that Katie Miglin and I showed up in the exact same outfit. So cheers, friends. We're we'll back. Welcome to the Wednesday Wake Up, where the Teach Better team gets to be live every single Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern to give you some teachable moments, talk through some mindset strategies that you can choose to challenge yourself with this week, and, I don't know, gossip about the Teach Better team? Katie, what's up? How's it going, Ray? I didn't know we were going to dress alike and be in the same room all on the same day. I know. Can we talk about that? I just feel like we might as well address the elephant in the room because... Like, here's the deal, guys. It's Wednesday morning. Katie and I live miles and miles and miles apart. Like hours, and people. Hours. It's not hours. like like down the street. No. Oh, it'd be so cool if we lived down the street from each That's other. True. I would like that. But this is not just like a you and me thing. Like, I, I so appreciate that people make fun of us about the fact that we look like we're in the same room and that now we're in the same outfit. Friends, I'm in a purple headband. But, like, can we talk about the fact, like, this happens at schools all the time when you have, like, a work wife. Yes. And you, like, show up to work and you're, like, there, you know, that Instagram reel that's, like, what are you wearing? It's, like, mm -hmm. you're matching the same outfit. Let's just talk about it. Guys, who's your work wife? Put them in the comments. Tag them here. Um, sometimes it just happens. But this is the dilemma with clothing. I'll just, like, make that massive statement. Because technically we're just both in a long sleeve black shirt, mm -hmm. which shouldn't be weird. But because you can only see us from like our belly buttons up, like for all you guys know, I'm in bright fluorescent pink pants and you're in jeans and we wouldn't look the same at all. Hey, why did you give me jeans? How do you know I'm not in pajamas? Oh, good point. I'm in bright fluorescent pink pants and you're in Snoopy pajamas. I don't know. Hmm. That would have gone with a different character, but we'll take it. The The bottom line is Ray and I are not, this is not a, a Force. This is not attempted. This is purely we both logged on and it's 6 a.m. where we're at and we were way too tired to go change anything. So well, that's the dilemma is you log on and you only have, especially since you and I are live frequently. So there's there's little like prep that you and I need to have specifically in the moment before we click the live video. Mm -hmm. So it's like two minutes before. So we're like, oh, are you going to go change in the next 30 seconds or am I? You know, it's like. Nope. I will say accessories wise, you have earrings on. I have a purple headband. Like we're That's really true. wearing it up here. Yeah. We're like not the same person at all. Although I do appreciate Brianne Fennell is saying teach better uniform. Yes. Brie, this is the new uniform. <gasps> not intentionally. Like. Are you, you wearing Crocs? I, I am not wearing Crocs currently. I'm sitting in my home office. So. Okay, is that a debate we can have two uh, shoes in the home? Like when I grew up, 
when I grew up, you wore shoes even while you were home, but that's not the case in your house. In your house, the moment you walk in, shoes come off. Where you? Yes. At? Yes. So we want to know, people, drop it in the comments. Mm -hmm. Do you take your shoes off when you walk in, or do you leave your shoes on? I think we're just going to have a lot of, hey, guys, settle some debates for us this morning. Yeah. So you can use emojis to settle it, like thumbs up, thumbs down. You could add, like, a shoe emoji with a thumbs down to be, like, no shoes. Um, okay. See, Bree is saying they take the shoes off in the breezeway. Okay. I I understand the health of why this is done, right? Like, why bring dirt into the home, right? But, like, shoes are part of the outfit. I think it's weird when I take off my shoes if I'm intentionally dressed. Friends, let's be honest. I walked from one room in my home to the other to do this show. I don't need shoes on. I can wear slippers. But like right. shoes are a part of the aesthetic, right? I will say I do struggle sometimes when I like have like cute shoes that I feel like accent the, the outfit and I'm like, oh, I'm going to someone's house. It's not going to matter because I have to take these off anyway. Because in my head, you take your shoes off everywhere you go. Okay, here's my other question. And now that Sarah Jesse's here, we have to talk about now my headband as well. But like, do you wear socks always in the winter? Do you wear socks always ever? Tell me about socks and going to other people's homes and taking off your shoes. I just have a, an issue. I'm just saying. I hate things on my feet at all times. So I only wear socks if I am putting on like gym shoes or running shoes or some, you know, some type of like athletic shoe. And if it's in the middle of the winter and I go to someone's house, I will intentionally wear socks because I feel like other people will judge me and I don't want to have the conversation. I'm going to be honest. Guys, I'm really stressed that we're talking about feet at 6 a.m. in the morning central time. So I'm so sorry about this. I apologize. I also want to point out, Andrea, I agree. If Shoes off typically, but if there's like several people at your house, you just leave. Like it's just uh, everybody leaves them on. So she's in like a middle ground where, yes, like in a in a normal day to day, shoes come off, but there's no stress in a social situation. Right. I think that's my happy medium. Mm -hmm. Sarah, Jesse, and Brie, but neither one of them uh, wear sh wore shoes much at the retreat when we were all together. Yeah. I did like that they, I did hear them a few times say, hey, this is a putting your shoes on kind of a activity. So I, you know, I think you all, you, we need that. You need people that you can dress alike with. You need people that tell you when to put the shoes on. Yeah, all I that get good that. Stuff. So mm -hmm. here's what we've covered so far. Putting on clothing that's easy and then showing up to work and matching somebody that you work with that, yep. that you that becomes like a joke that you have all day where the students walk in and they're like Miss Miglin you you match Miss Hewart today and you have to roll your eyes and be like I know yes. um what what's our vote on the purple headband because I because you know me and my collaboration that I love with my friends put on this headband last night when I was hanging out with Sarah Jesse who's in the comments and was like Sarah, I'm trying a little pop of color in my life. I'm going to expand my world. And she looked at me, made a face and said, oh, I don't think so. I think it was it was less about the headband. It, it was more about that Ray Hewart doesn't have a very large color palette in her world. Right. And that headband has a couple colors, none of which are typically listed on your palette. So 
I, the headband is adorable. I think we can all agree with that. But it just it has a few more colors than we are used to seeing in your world. Now, if Sarah Jesse put that headband on, I think it'd be different because, you know, Sarah Jesse wears bright colors. But I think it's adorable. Brand always, always supports my my risk-taking fashion. So shout out to Brand Fennel. I, I'm her biggest fan. Just saying. Okay. There you go, Brie. That's the takeaway. Yeah, it's fair. Mm -hmm. See? It's just different. It's like if we wore shoes in Katie's house. All right. Here's the deal, friends. We are live for our Wednesday weekly. Nope. Sorry. Try again. The show. Wednesday wake up. Sunday weekly warm up is the other show. Wednesday wake up is this show. Good morning to all of you. We are currently streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. So please share this feed so we can reach even more of our Teach Better community. And of course, feel free to tag your work wife or work husband that hopefully today you don't show up completely matching, but who's to say it might as well happen. Uh, we have a ton in store today, one of which is that we're celebrating a brand new course that we'll be able to feature. Prior to that, though, we do love to spend the first few minutes kind of giving updates on Teach Better just life and gossip. And obviously clothing was a big focus of this morning. Yeah. If you guys have questions for the team, feel free to throw in the comments. But Katie, what other, what other things do we have to discuss here this morning? Well, you know, there's kind of a big event happening soon. Oh, no, no. Let's not talk education. But what, like, teach better stuff? Like, you mean, you're- Oh, like, like not, like juicy stuff. Well, juicy stuff, like, do you have conference spoilers? Mm, spoilers. I don't think so. Am I supposed to have spoilers? Are there I spoilers I don't even know about? I was live with Carly Spina yesterday, who's been extremely active in our community engagement committee. And we gave spoilers about 10 minutes into the live, knowing that hopefully you weren't listening. So, like, oh, well, you didn't scold us for the spoilers we shared. I cannot wait to go back and watch that. Mm -hmm. a um, yeah, Carly was live yesterday with you, but then she also did an ambassador hangout last night, which or not hangout, but training last night, which was super good talking about family engagement. So that was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you get me on your Wednesday morning. Yeah, I was going to say a uh, shout out. Uh, Jeff Gargas is hopefully um, enjoying some some sleep, some family time this morning. So if you are missing your Jeff Gargas fix, just know like we kind of are too. He's like that annoying little brother that you like want to stick around, but also yeah. like want him to go away. Cause you know, it just is mm -hmm. what it is. But if you're missing some Jeff Gargas love, you could either direct message him and just tell him how much you miss him and he'll eventually be back on the show. Um, or my suggestion is teach better talk podcast, which so many of you have been subscribers to for the last three, four years. Um, there's like 500 episodes, really like 400 episodes of content, a lot of which features Jeff Gargas. You could go listen to an old episode. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like I'm like Jeffrey Bradbury is like, oh, I'm the one missing Jeff Gargas love. I get it. I talked to him on the phone yesterday and just got my Jeff Gargas fix. So felt jealous. pretty felt pretty good. Yeah, are you jealous of that? You didn't talk oh. to me yesterday, did you? I didn't. I didn't. So basically Tuesday didn't happen. Oh, well, you know. Um, I mean, Ray, we've had a lot of things going on in our Teach Better community, and we've got a lot of big events that are coming up this fall. True. So, 
there's a lot of things that people are going to get excited for. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited for, I mean, obviously the conference being all together right. here in like three weeks is going to be insane, but yeah. we do need to talk about the course because I think that our new course that just essentially like just was put into our Academy this morning uh, is a really good topic and also allows for educators to kind of take a stab at trying something new in a low risk environment. So should we get into that conversation? Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Wednesday wake up shout out to Jeffrey Bradbury in the comments talking about how he loves getting notifications reminding him not only when Wednesday wake up is happening on his calendar but also if you follow the teach better team on your favorite social media platforms and sign up to have notifications alert you when we're live you will get numerous notifications throughout the week when the team is not only hopefully sharing some insight but also featuring different guests around the educational community to share their voices as well so make sure you turn on those notifications. Katie Miglin in the house as we get into teachable moments. What should we focus on today? Tell us a little bit about this new course because I think that that topic overall, whether they go take the course later today or hold off until this weekend is a really good discussion for a Wednesday. Yeah, so I am so excited about this course because it was done with my one of my work wives, somebody I worked with for many, many years, our team member, Sarah, Jesse, um, we were able to collaborate and talk about interdisciplinary units, which Ray, as you know, that was something we did often when we taught together. Um, Sarah and I were, were often the ones that had a crazy idea we'd bring to the teachers we would teach with. And we would say, you know, we're going to be teaching these things and we want to create this theme on it. And so There were so many things that we tied in together and creating the course was so funny to like go down memory lane and be like, remember when we did this type? Remember when we did this? So I need to back up. I have like a hundred questions because I want to clarify a lot of things this course. First off, it's a free course. Yes, it's free. 100% free. We want it to be accessible for anybody. Um, There are like downloadables. There are things within it that people can take away if they're like really new to the idea, but also if they've had a little bit of experience with interdisciplinary units and they want to, you know, kind of expand it and go a little further. Yeah. So basic logistics, just if you haven't taken a course in the Teach Better Academy before, you essentially sign up for an account, which is free, Mm -hmm. and then you have access to a ton of free courses. Obviously, if you choose to become an Academy member, you get all the content, but there's like an enormous amount of free courses. This is a brand new one that Mm -hmm. just hit the Academy this morning. And then Katie, you and Sarah broke this up into modules that are like three to five minute videos with downloadable resources. So it doesn't have to be something that you like sit on a Saturday morning for four hours and consume. This should be something that you work through understanding that you're an educator and you have a busy schedule, right? Right, exactly. We really wanted it to be tangible and we wanted it to be something that literally someone could like watch and then do something about it like the next day. And, you know, we we are very mindful of that, of like using already what you have. 
there's a whole module, like a whole section that we talk about that of like, what do you already have? Like open that Google drive or open, you know, your files and see how you can make it work because we know interdisciplinary units can sometimes be overwhelming and they can sometimes be like a, a big task. It can seem very daunting. So we were really intentional about how do you break it down so that it's something you can do and make a reality. So I want to get into defining what an interdisciplinary unit is, because if an educator's popping in right now, they may not be familiar with that term or know what their content they're getting into. Before we do that, tell us a little bit about your background with Sarah Jesse, and if you're willing, um, like what she does on the Teach Better team, because she's not only an educator that you taught with previously, but right. she's an in-classroom educator right this moment who then also works part-time for our community here. Right. So uh, Sarah, Jesse, and I had taught together for a bajillion years. Um, we were together forever. And uh, we love to do, you know, the the things that you fuel you as a teacher. It was always nice because with if one of us was feeling kind of crabby, for le lack of a better word, the other person was always good about being like, hey, let's do this fun activity or um, Sarah was always good about reading my mood. If I would say, Oh, I'm just sick of my lesson today. I've taught it four times. She's like, okay, I'll come in and teach it for you. And we would swap. And so she was, you know, she's a super good friend of mine. Um, it was, it's been fun. It was fun to teach with her, but I'm excited that we had this opportunity to continue to work together, um, as my role shifted, but she works for the teach better team as well. All of the fun blog images um, that you see, that is 100% Sarah. She's behind that. So um, she is uh, still in the classroom. She still teaches at the school we taught at, that we both taught at. So um, I've had the opportunity to go hang out with her a few times because she's not you know, far. So it's been nice to like still see her, still have that relationship and still be able to work with her through Teach Better. So, yeah. Well, it's just funny. We have over 200 guest bloggers that contribute to teachbetter.com seemingly on a monthly basis. And all of them may or may not know that Sarah Jesse enhances their blog by creating that graphic. She does really, really good work for our crew. So if you haven't been over to teachbetter.com slash blog recently, you can go there and see all of Sarah's beautiful artwork. But I feel like this course was a long time coming because I experienced you and Sarah planning together for years and years and years in that building and now being able to put it together and shared it with a much wider audience on how to do it. Um, full transparency, I, I still... Um, I'm shocked with the work that you guys have done with planning interdisciplinary units. And I can't believe that you've kind of packaged it in a way that allows an educator to duplicate it. So mm -hmm. give us a little insight. What's yeah. an interdisciplinary unit? Why is this something you're passionate about? So an interdisciplinary unit in its, in its basic form is taking multiple content areas and putting them together. So throughout the course, we talk about if you are someone that wants to take two content areas and merge them, or if you want to take, you know, five or more and put them together. And so it's the idea that you are tying content together so that students can see how they overlap and see how they're relevant. And then the unit part comes in is that we like to put a theme on it because we want it to be something more fun for the students. Um, have them be more engaged with it. So it can literally be anything. And we talk about all different ideas that you could have. We've done stuff with oceans. We've done stuff with crime scenes and everything in between. So it's really the idea that you're 
putting together, you know, maybe you're taking math and social studies and you're tying them in together and kind of weaving the ideas and the things you're already going to naturally teach, but um, kind of having a, a common theme and a common path for students to take. So we, we kind of start the course of like what it is and how do we, um, how could you even like kind of get the idea going? You know, where do you, where do you start? And then we talk, we, we talk small. So if you have a couple ideas that you want to merge together, if you know that maybe math and reading are doing something that would be well aligned, how do you merge just those? And then we transition into, okay, you're, you've been doing this. Maybe you want to take on all of your content areas, which is something we did often um, in our teaching team with Sarah and I and our, the teachers we taught with. So we talk about that and how that could be, that's a really big task, but we lay out all the steps, everything from how far out should you start planning? What standards should you be aligned to, to who needs to be communicated to, you know, no one likes a, a crabby custodian that you forgot to warn you're, you're flipping your classroom upside down. So we talk through all of that. And then we give the actual like to-do list and tasks of what do you need to do to make this actually happen? And um, I feel like there's one more section that we talk through. I can't remember now. Oh, how to hold students accountable. So like, how do, how do we assess their learning and how do we, um, how do you know that you're actually doing your job? Because it can't just be a fluffy, oh, I, I transformed my room and we're going to talk about a couple things. That's good enough. It's really intentional and it's, it's still teaching. It's still an opportunity for learning. So we talk about that. So um, yeah, we kind of go through all of that. So hopefully at the end, someone can actually do it. I will say, I know that you guys had experience doing this together at a middle school level. This can apply K-12. We've seen yes. this at the elementary. There's pros and cons and, and her different hurdles, depending on what grade level you teach, depending on what content you teach. But every educator is able to do this, especially as a perfect example, you and Sarah being able to give life examples of doing this where you each taught individual subject areas and you were choosing to come together to blend those, which is such a wonderful way to look at education is we don't learn in isolation. Our world right. isn't in isolation. So this gives us an opportunity to model that for students. But I will tell you, and I know our community here has had this experience where you go into a school building and something's happening that like takes over the school building, right? It's like, Maybe it's homecoming and there's a big football game and everyone in the school is talking about it. Or maybe it's spirit week and everybody in the in the whole school is dressed up a certain way. Or maybe there's a cool, I don't know, like after school activity and, and during the day, everyone's talking about it. When you guys did this interdisciplinary unit every single year, we all knew it was like coming in March. It literally took over the entire building and everyone was talking about it. This was my favorite thing to like pop into, even though it was not at my grade level and like get all the gossip of how it was going down. And I can't believe that you've put this all into a course. It's so exciting. Yeah, the the big interdisciplinary unit um, that we did together every year, which really kind of spearheaded this idea. That's where this all kind of came from is um, we were years, years and years ago, we were presented with this idea um, of a CSI. So a crime scene investigation themed unit so we had teachers we had um, worked with in another building and they had kind of said, hey, what if, you know, what if we did it in our building? And so we took it and ran with it. And so for maybe six years, I think, I don't know, um, we did this interdisciplinary unit and it eventually evolved where at the 
the last year we did it last year was um, my last year was about six days of instruction. So if you imagine many teachers hear six days of instruction and they think there's no way I can give up all that time. And we did have, you know, we've had administrators throughout the years question that that time frame. But every time we've done it, right, exactly what you said, everyone has seen the benefit. Some of the years that we've had the quote worst students, you know, where we couldn't do so many things throughout the year with them, those students loved our interdisciplinary unit. They were focused, they were engaged, collaboration, all the things you want them to do in a classroom, they did during this unit because they were so into it. Well, and that's the part that I think is really important to emphasize. This isn't fluff. I mean, yeah. you, you're going to walk them through, especially in this course, but I saw it modeled working with you that this is aligned to standards. This Absolutely. isn't, this isn't six days of let's go goof off and run around the building in costumes. This is an opportunity to like look at standards, break down standards and actually make those interdisciplinary connections. So, you know, as much as there might be some questions because you're running a different type of schedule or your right. students are talking about their learning a little bit differently. Um, this isn't an encouragement course for you to go away from what you know is best practice. There's a right. lot of good practices in here. And honestly, right, there were many opportunities where we could fold in things that we wouldn't have been able to do normally. So we, with the crime scene specifically, which our course is not just about that, it's about all the themes. Um, but this crime scene unit that we did, we we wanted them to get real life experience. We wanted them, we wanted our middle schoolers to kind of leave with some knowledge of things they wouldn't have gained otherwise. And so we would pull in community members. We had detectives come in and it was always so cool. And I know, I know anyone on our team that experiences could attest to this, but when you'd walk out of, you know, having a guest speaker and a student would say, oh my gosh, I think I want to be that when I grow up. Mm -hmm. And it was a very specific, you know, job. It was whether it was the lawyer who was talking about like being a criminal lawyer or the journalist who talks about writing these, you know, there was, there was very specific roles that we had come in and talk and students always would like learn something about a job and then they'd want to like do it. And that was always so cool because you're like this, this is why I'm, we do this. So it, it was really kind of fun. Like Sarah said in the comments, it was so fun to do, but also like the kids were so like into it. And Ray, I loved you would always stop by and you'd be like, okay, where are we at? Who did it? And, you know, we, Sarah would create these elaborate storylines to kind of pull all of the content together and so like Sarah said, they, we didn't even, you know, the students didn't know that they were actually creating a scale drawing, which fit in with math because it was a, it was a scale drawing of a crime scene, you know? So they didn't even realize like, oh, I'm creating a proportion right now. Or we'd have them, you know, analyzing a text. Well, they weren't analyzing a text in their head because they were reading a bio of a potential suspect. And they learned interview techniques and they worked with our local police officer on, you know, their rights, the Miranda rights, which they didn't even, you know, they, they had just learned about that in social studies. So there were so many things that we just kind of like snuck in that it, they didn't realize that they were, they were using and it was cool. So uh, there's so many elements of this I want to highlight, but I do have to say the bringing community members in, you know, is like totally yes. something I'm passionate about. My favorite community member that came in during the specific CSI unit, which was the unit that I'm obsessed with, 
um, was when at the end of the unit, someone always got arrested and he brought in a police officer to literally arrest a character in the, like, that was the part that I was always so excited for is like, who do they think is a, is the murderer essentially of, of the activity? And it was always so interesting to like, not only see them get arrested, but then that's when the trial began. It was mm -hmm. so fascinating. Something I literally could not emphasize enough here to our community is the fact that I'm so appreciative that the two of you have put the time together this summer coming out, obviously in middle, the middle of September, but put time together to break this down into bite-sized pieces because we could talk about the excitement that we've been able to experience in interdisciplinary units all day long, yeah. but it does seem excessively cumbersome and it does seem ex like, like a big bite to chew on. And I think that that's something that you guys were aware of and intentionally made sure to break down in this course so that every single educator could have the opportunity to be part of that. And this yeah, popping into the video. Sorry. Hi, Alfie. Um, yeah, we really, it was really, I mean, I could, I could literally talk about how awesome it was to do this with Sarah because it was like over the summer, you know, we're like hanging out, just talking it through. But there was a, there was a real moment where we went to go lay out um, kind of our outline, which all of our course authors do. They kind of lay it out. And then, you know, we just kind of analyze that piece and we started to lay it all out. And we, I looked at her and I'm like, let's just do what we do at school. And it was so, it was like, oh yeah, like, let's just do that. And so it was so easy to then, we literally walked through the steps of what do we do when we plan? And anytime that we felt like there was a moment where we were like, oh, well, we would have done this because it's, you know, we've done this and it's easy. We then made sure to break that piece apart. So if there was a piece that just became, you know, was a natural part of our planning process, we knew it maybe wasn't natural for everybody. So we tried to be really intentional about that and just the, the being able to talk it through and being able to really like go through the steps and what, what you guys won't see on the course is the times where in between these videos where we would be talking through the process and I'd say, Oh, remember, this is the part that I'd always get so frustrated on and you and I would argue about or she'd say, yes, this is the part that you were so type A on and you had to have planned just right. And so it was like fun to banter and kind of like talk through the process in the real time. So friends, like this is a brand new, literally hot off the press this morning, a brand new course in the Teach Better Academy over at teachbetteracademy.com. It is 100% free. Mm -hmm. There is hours and hours of content breaks down how to dive into this type of lesson plan. And it's broken up into small, small modules, small, small chunks. So you can experience each and every section, three to five minutes long, free downloads. It might be something that you throw on in the background while you're cooking dinner. It might be something that you have access to on your phone and you're able to listen to it on your car ride into work. It might be something that on a Saturday morning you find some downtime in the afternoon and while you're sipping on some tea, you might choose to, to, you know, watch a few videos. The whole goal of this is that it's accessible to you. It's free to you. We want you to make sure that you challenge yourself just a little bit when you have the capacity to take on a little bit more of creativity in your classroom, that you have the tools and resources to do so. So shout out to Katie Miglin and Sarah Jesse doing incredible things and finally putting this together. If you would have told me five years ago, that the two of you would actually be breaking down how you did this 
I, I wouldn't have believed you. This is like something I've watched for years and years. And I can't believe that everyone has access now. So cool. Well, thank you to Sarah Jesse, who I know is in the comments for helping, you know, kind of spearhead this. And honestly, I, I'm going to give Sarah a lot of the credit because she is the creative one. She's the mastermind. We are a great partnership, but she often brings a lot of the ideas to reality. And so being able to like, just tell how awesome she is and kind of highlight some of those cool things that she does. It was, was really worth it. So she's literally the coolest, yes. most creative, most humble educator on the planet. It's insane. It's so cool. Yeah. That's and we got her on camera. Can we talk about that? This girl never goes on camera. This is an educator mm -hmm. that refuses to be on social media because she does not like me on camera. And somehow there's an entire course now of her sharing her voice. I'm so excited. Yes, this is true. This is true. We mm -hmm. have a challenge coming up here that we'll be offering you here in just a few minutes to get you ready for your week related to interdisciplinary units. We'll be right back for a community spotlight first. Good morning, everyone. We are live for our Wednesday Wake Up with the Teach Better team, where we have the opportunity to join you live at 7 a.m. Eastern every single Wednesday morning to share some Teach Better gossip, give you some insight, food for thought for the day, and also kind of get you over the hurdle. It's Wednesday. You're going to persevere through the week, and we're going to hopefully give you some tools and resources to be successful and hopefully have a you know, like the best week ever. Katie, we have a spotlight coming here, but before we get to our community spotlight, which we're able to do every single Wednesday, so you yourself can grow your professional learning network, I think it's kind of interesting. We've been doing a lot of spotlights recently. Yeah. Between the lives for the conference and the lives or the, the spotlights for this. Yeah. We've really exposed our network to a lot of new faces, which is super fun. Yeah, if you guys have not caught a Teach Better conference speaker spotlight, that is an opportunity that we have had since July to go live with a member of our speaking community that is joining us October 14th and 15th at the Teach Better conference to share their voice, share their personality, talk a little bit about their about their session they'll be sharing. Mm -hmm. I, I said this on Instagram stories the other day, but wanted to say it here again. I know every conference does marketing differently. Every conference gets you information a little bit differently. I think it is so cool and I'm like totally biased and I know that, but I think it's so cool that as you're looking through the schedule of the Teach Better Conference, which everyone can see over at teachbetterconference.com, whether you've registered or not, you can see every single session and you not only get to look through and choose your journey over the two days that we're together in October, but also you now get to like look at these spotlights and really choose the presenter that you are, you know, going to have the right vibe with. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been live, you've been live, but it's, it's very different to schedule someone. So, you know, we've got the schedule going and putting them, putting them on the schedule is one thing, but then when you actually get to talk to them and, you know, kind of get their energy or they might give you a little snippets of what their session's about totally different. So if you are someone who is registered and you're considering, you know, what sessions should I go to? I would strongly encourage you kind of just look through some of those past spotlights and maybe click on a few and see, especially if you can't decide between two, because 
there are, there's so many different personalities that we're bringing out and just, they're all so unique, but it's, it's funny because when you, you talk to them, there's all this underlining like passion for education. And so it's so fun to like hear them and they're, you know, their topic might be completely different than somebody else's, but then like the, the theme is the exact same of like, we, we care about kids and we want to be better. And so it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. I think it's really cool how all of them have come together for the same conference. There's been, I, I think about a hundred communities, you know, speaker spotlights that we'll be able to feature prior to October. So if you're trying to choose your session and you haven't watched all of those, it's a great yeah. opportunity. When um, we had educators submitting their proposals to speak at this event, we actually asked for a video yeah. of them sharing their voice. And it was to give some perspective to our committee here for the Teach Better Conference Committee to get a little bit of a vibe of what their speaking tone was like, what their energy level was like. And that did go into choosing the right sessions for this event. So we wanted to make sure that you all had that accessible to you as well now that those are finally decided. For this community spotlight, she is going to also be at the conference. Right? She is. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to actually hang out with this educator. Uh, we want to make sure today to make sure that you add Jackie to your PLN. If you, you have not done so already, if you're in the comments and you are friends with Jackie, feel free to tag her in this video so she knows she's highlighted. Katie, tell us a little bit about Jackie. So Jackie Mojin, I think is how you say her last name, Jackie, I apologize, um, is a seventh grade teacher, and she's actually not far from either one of us. She's just in kind of northern-ish um, Illinois. And Jackie, the few times that I've actually been able to hang out with her in person, her, she radiates so much passion and love. I mean, literally, you talk to her and you are... Like just, she's just a ball of energy, but the nicest person ever. Um, and so she is really passionate about the grid method and mastery based learning, which um, is obviously really big with the Teach Better team, but she posts a lot of things on her social media about the grid method. And so it's really kind of cool to see little snapshots of her classroom. She just is really passionate about giving students voice and finding ways to amplify voices of middle schoolers specifically, which is what she teaches. And she uh, believes that every kid deserves to be heard, which is really, I mean, honestly, not surprising because if you met Jackie, it makes complete sense. So I am so excited to be able to spend some more time with Jackie because the times I've seen her have more been you know, smaller in isolation. Maybe we're at a session where there's lots of other things going on, but anyone who's interacted with her is like, oh my gosh, she's so nice. Like literally the nicest person ever. She's wonderful. I'm so excited to see Jack at the Teach Better Conference as yeah. well. And uh, there'll just be so many people to engage with and hang yes. out with. And I promise my dogs won't come as they're wrestling in the morning because, you know, it's Wednesday wake up. So obviously they're in my office wrestling. So, you know, I think it's great. Do you, do you think it's great trying to be live on a show like Alfred and Harvey are are wrestling in the corner. Is that great? I do because it's a distraction from the small human that was knocking on my door about five minutes ago. So that's just, that's just life, I guess. I don't know. It's not, not ideal. I don't understand. Our families don't seem to understand what's happening. No. And they, they like are quiet when we're not on camera. Yes. Like, your dogs are perfect. You could be live all day. And I think that they literally would never make a sound. So but, but today is the day where we're cheers gonna... to morning wrestles on a Wednesday. Yeah, 
how it is. But shout out to adding new people to your PLN, even while dogs are barking, kids are screaming, and you're headed into your work day, right? I love it. That's right. We're going to head into our morning challenge as we continue our, uh, our conversation here and get you set up for your week. up our Wednesday wake up show with the teach better team. And we have had a lot of good discussion. Katie, we need to leave our community here with a morning challenge. And I feel like because the free course just came out about interdisciplinary units, um, we can kind of like theme it to maybe something related to that. Yes. So I want to give everybody this challenge. And I know some of you are literally going to be like, nope, I'm turning her off real fast. But it is, it can be kind of a, you know, we start to get to a lull this time of year. It's the, as I said, I think last week, like the dust is settling. People are, you know, to-do lists are growing. You're getting kind of in the, the heart of the school year. And sometimes that can be a little tough. So my challenge to you is to take at least two content areas. So whether you teach them or not, find two things you can tie together and do a fun spin. And the reason I say that is that is really what our course is about is tying in content areas. But as Sarah said in the the comments earlier, when you're doing an interdisciplinary unit, sometimes it's just as much fun for the teachers as it is for the students. And sometimes that's all we need to kind of refuel. And I know the team that I was on, they're getting ready to do their first interdisciplinary day next week. And so I know that that was intentional because that is sometimes what we need is just a little like reboost of energy. So look at your plans over the next week or so and see if there's something really simple, even if it's just, I'm going to take math and social studies and I'm going to do a crazy fun spin on it. And I'm going to, you know, put a little fun to it. And that's all you're doing for one hour. It doesn't have to be all day. It doesn't have to be for a week. Just see if there's something you can do for a really short period of time that rebursts your energy and ties in a few content areas. So that's my challenge to you. It's a little bit bigger of a challenge, but I'm confident that this group can handle it. That's way bigger of a challenge than I was going to, I was going to give. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I'm like, man, that's a big doozy for a Wednesday, Katie. It's a doozy. Yeah, because I believe that people need to be pushed. They can do it. But can we, and have, can we have like an A plus challenge and then like a C minus challenge? Like right. if you want to be like an overachiever, you could do Katie's challenge. If you want or to, just like- if you want to be like a B average, you could reach out to me, and I'm happy to help you. If you just want to send me like mm-hmm. here are three standards, I don't know what to do with them. I'm happy to come up with something and send them back to you. That's a good that one. That could be your like B or your C could just be enroll in the course. That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, sign up for Teach Better Academy, not the membership, save your money if you don't want to spend the money, but like sign up for the free course. Just like su- submit your email and click a button. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because then you'll get to it later. You may not get to it today, but right, because you'll get all the emails about the co- like the academy stuff. So then eventually it'll be like, oh my gosh, I should I should just take a course so that these stop coming in. Okay, so if you are like really busy today, but want to still take a take on a challenge, head to teachbetteracademy.com and click the free course button. 
You might have to type in your email, but like, that's it. Like, that's all the effort we're looking for. And sometimes Google auto-populates that for you. So I love love when Google auto-populates my email for me. It's always a win. Um, To help make it even easier, if you don't want to type in teachbetteracademy.com, because like, you know, sometimes typing's too much. Like, it will be in your your email inbox a little bit later today if you are on our email list. You can like click a button. You don't have to type the URL in at all. Yeah. Look at that. And then if you want to be an overachiever, you could like go do Katie's awesome challenge, which is finding two things that go together and making, making some effort. Be good. Yeah, it's good. I like that Katie, we provide leveling. We're differentiated yeah. our challenge. It's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for coming live with me and, and matching my outfit, even though I told you not to. I'm just really glad we were able to be in the same room. No, it does look outfit. like we're in the same room, literally. Like this is no, which is what's so funny. It doesn't make sense. I just want to be clear to everyone: this is not the same room. This is not the same shirt. Ray and I are different people. I know, but it's like you're embarrassing. Like you're embarrassing. I even told you I was like, I'm gonna wear either a white shirt or a black shirt. You could have chose from any color you wanted. Ray Hewer, I don't know if you knew what time it was when I got dressed this morning. But it was approximately 5.30 and a conversation we had yesterday wasn't on the forefront of my mind. It was more, I should probably look presentable. That's what all I was thinking. So I apologize. My takeaway of this is that you need to think about me more in the morning is what I'm getting from this conversation. Oh, Sarah's right. I need a headband. Yes. Here, you can use this one. I'll send this to you next. I'll just pass it to you since you're on the outside room. Friends, we hope you head into your Wednesday with some energy, some excitement, and also hopefully not matching your work wife when you head into work. Uh, Make sure to register for the brand new free course in the Teach Better Academy that has tons of downloadable content for you. So you can grab that there. And if you want to send us any questions you have, obviously, we are always available to support you. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday, and we will see you bright and early some other day this week for a spotlight that we're doing or Wednesday, I'm sorry, or Sunday for the other show that we'll have. I'm going to go wrangle the dogs uh, that have been barking during this show. And Katie, maybe you could go find your children and make sure they get to school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See you later, friends.